I think it's safe to say that this week feels quite different than last week. For myself personally, for so many people I've interacted with and talked to and readings I've done, this is a big transition point. We just started this past week, as I mentioned on last week's horoscope. So all of that stuff that had been kind of stagnant for many months, there starts to be some big movement this past week. And all this pitta, fire energy, became very strong with Mars going into Aries and Sun and Mercury going into Leo. And of course, these are all going to affect you differently depending on your chart. If you don't know your chart, go to quietmindastrology.com and get your free birth chart there. Look at your moon and or rising sign. Both are good indicators for transits to see where these are affecting you in these signs. So more pizza energy into the Mars and Aries, more pizza energy with Sun and Mercury and Leo. We see the massive, very unfortunate fires throughout California. Uh, strong fire energy happening there, of course. Personally, on a personal level, where is this showing up in your life? What has changed? Where has the pitta energy gone in your life? Where do you need that fire in the belly, the agni, the digestive fire that transforms and trans brings transformation into that area of your life? depending on where that lands in what house in your chart. So you want to look where Aries is in your chart. If your Aries rising is your first house, right? So look where that number one is on your chart. See this area of your life. If you don't know the Aries of the houses, look back at those previous podcasts. Same thing with Leo. Big changes and transformations in this area. For example, if you're Virgo rising, that's Leo's in your 12th house of losses, transformation, moksha, liberation, foreign lands. Anything to do with those areas. Of course, to know all this, you want to do a holistic reading, quietmindastrology.com, schedule a reading there. But that's the big thing this week is the pitta energy. So looking at where you want to stand in the fire of transformation. What is it time to let go of into the fire? What sort of uh, things can you surrender? Offerings can you make to the fire? Of course, the puja ceremonies are so prevalent in Hindu history and uh, the origins of the Vedas and the source texts of Vedic astrology. This fire ceremony of letting go of things into the fire, these transformational ceremonies. What is it time for you to transform? What you can do, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, is actually write down of what you're ready to let go of. Is it some part of your personality of being controlling? I was recently just talking to a friend about relationship dynamics and how uh, she's been married 17 years now. So uh, I look to her sometimes for and her partner. They're great relationship uh, advice partners, friends to have. So they talked about this uh, Chinese finger trap sort of metaphor. If uh, both people in a conflict are pulling apart, just like both fingers pulling apart in the finger trap, you're going to get stuck. And if you pull really hard apart, you're going to snap the finger trap and game over. So that's divorce, separation, ending of the relationship. So what has to happen is if, say, uh, you're doing this finger trap with a partner and they're pulling and you want to pull as well, of course, you can't do that because it's not going to work. You both get stuck. So you have to yield. So this idea of Letting somebody pull when they pull and not pulling back and letting yourself yield. So this could be an issue coming up for you right now with a strong pitta energy in yourself or maybe in others. 
uh, this all this extra fire pitta energy which wants to be strong and dominant and moving in a direction and productive and task oriented what can we accomplish Mars and Aries and Leo and Sun, all of these are signifactors of these qualities. Uh, sun is more sattvic, so that brings a little bit of light to this, but those qualities are all prevalent right now. So where is somebody, maybe in a relationship or a career or a job, maybe it's just people on social media. It's unfortunately, that's the way many of us are interacting socially right now, uh, being under quarantine at home. So Noticing those tendencies, if somebody pulls, do you pull in the opposite direction? And instead of doing that, instead of creating that snap and that stuckness, so well, you stuck first, then you snap. So uh, instead of doing that yielding of leaning towards their direction, tell me more. What makes you feel that way? What's you know your conclusion? And often uh, social media is a bad place to do that because it's very impersonal. Get on the phone, talk to people. If you're having a conflict with people online, get on Zoom, look look at them in the eye and talk to them, uh, or at least look at the camera and try to look at their eyes. It's very difficult. But at least have some sort of FaceTime and, and engage with this, these people, and, and if you can, in person, and not let the, the conflict become over impersonal text communication, because it's very likely you'll pull apart in that way and, and not see the nuance and subtlety of the communication and want to be right, and want to be controlling, and this pitta energy can do that. So again, as always, I talk about positive, negative, or neutral expressions of these energies. Pitta itself is great. We want that transformative energy to bring change into our lives. So on the positive side, this could be making a major life change. Maybe you've wanted to start a new training program, or learn a new skill, learn a new language, start a new hobby, cooking, arts, Martial arts, uh, these could all be beneficial right now. So doing physical activity, vinyasa yoga, power yoga. If you check out my Quiet Mind Yoga podcasts, you might not know I have a yoga podcast too. That's all about practice. Uh, this is more of the sort of theory and big picture, but I think the practice is so important. So if you want a strong vinyasa practice, there's plenty of those over on the Quiet Mind Yoga podcast. If you want to do any training, I'm doing the Quiet Mind Yoga teacher training. Actually, for that, if you're not, you know, I don't want to be a teacher, but if you just want to kickstart your yoga practice, I'm actually doing a challenge next week. All right. So this is how I'm like, okay, how can I make the most of this energy uh, and, and help people, right? And create something good of this. So this energy of transformation. So I'm doing a five-day yoga challenge. It's 20 minutes a day live on Facebook, uh, a 20-minute video five days a week or five days in a row for one week. So that's uh, August 31st until September 4th, if you want to check that out, quietmind.yoga slash challenge. Uh, so that's an option. You don't have to do anything I'm offering, but find something for you that lights you up, that ignites that spark, that directs that spark, because it's there, and it can turn into conflict in relationships. It can turn into blowing things up, pulling apart, tearing things up. It can also lead to being very productive, very driven and focused, uh, but whatever it is, obviously, of course, I'm sure you feel there's been a shift. So where do you want to direct that new energy and that new intention? And for some of you, it might be more difficult. It might be a loss. It might be a transformation, a death of some sort. Uh, and that is part of what all of these practices are for. In my first yoga teacher training, my teacher said, you know, yoga is really about practicing dying. And I was like, wow, this guy is really morbid. I don't know if I want to learn from him. Uh, 
But uh, years later, I was like, you know what? I get what he's saying because we practice Shavasana every time. We practice surrender, letting go, aparigraha, non-grasping. We reach this point of laying down all of our weapons, all of our goals, all of our objectives, and just surrendering to the present moment. So it's important to do that. And that's also a form of death, Shavasana, corpse pose. So having some sort of conscious practice of letting go, of relinquishing, that's really the skill of yoga. It's not, can you put your leg behind your head? It's, can you soften and surrender enough that maybe eventually your body might do that, but who cares if it does? That's just a, a, you know, probably a lot more to do with genetics than anything. So really, can you relinquish, whether you're just sitting still or laying down or putting your leg behind your head, whatever, you know, lights you up, but it's about the relinquishing, the softening, the opening and being present and uh, receptive. So that's a positive expression of loss and death and transformation. So if this is happening in uh, your eighth house, if you have Aries in the eighth house or the 12th house, if you're a Pisces rising, or if you have uh, the Leo in the eighth house or 12th house, especially, that's where this will show up and possibly in the sixth house, depending on other placements. So uh, those are things to look for, but for all of us, the Pitta energy is strong and it's time to make a change. What do you want to change? It could be deepening of something. That's why I call my yoga challenge, deepen your practice. Uh, or it can be a, a loss and change. Maybe it's time to move. Maybe it's time to let go of a job. Maybe you didn't choose to let go of a job and you're laid off. And it's happening for a lot of people right now. And it's very unfortunate. And of course, we always focus on what can you control? You can't control if you're laid off or if you lost something or a relationship or a home or a pet or something like this, but you can control where you choose to direct that energy. And that's the one thing we always have, no matter what happens externally, we get to choose where we put our attention. And of course, sometimes it's very difficult and there's a lot of external forces making it exceedingly difficult, but we do always have that choice. And one of the first places we can start is with the breath, taking slower, deeper belly breaths, about five seconds in, about five seconds out. And if that's a little uncomfortable, you work your way up to that. But just those slow, deep breaths are an opportunity to come back to the present moment because you might experience this energy as being almost like bowling you over. It's just like so strong and uh, it's almost difficult to know where, where to direct it. So if you feel that, take a couple slower, deeper breaths, just coming back to the present moment. The mind can be anywhere past, future, worries. Our bodies can be, can be disconnected from our bodies, but we can't stop breathing, right? If we try to stop breathing, we die pretty quickly. So we've got to direct the prana first and foremost with the breath. And that's one of the best ways to start to direct your energy. If you notice yourself slipping into anger, frustration, uh, conflict, the sort of negative expressions of the pitta. Uh, not necessarily negative because some conflict is good. We do want to work through issues and sometimes that stirs up anger and that's okay. But being with it, rather than letting it take you over and now you've flipped your lid, so to speak, if you know the uh, neurobiology of that, you kind of lose your prefrontal cortex and just become a reactive reptile in a way. Uh, that can happen. That's okay. That's part of the process too. 
but the breath is a way to sort of slow that process down and come back to noticing, okay, anger is here, feel very tense, feel very angry, hot, a red sort of energy. Be with that too and feel that and not react and not try to push someone or pull someone, but soften a little bit. Let my ego and pride die in that situation. And you can also notice when the energy comes up, like, oh my God, I've got all this enthusiasm. I can't wait to do this and that and this. I want to do these projects and start this thing and complete this task. But it's all becomes so much that you just kind of lock up and uh, don't do any of it. Or maybe you get overwhelmed. So slowing down a little bit, take a breath. It's one thing that's helpful for me with that directing the pitta energy that you could try is uh, set a five minute timer, just five minutes. I'm just gonna, uh, one of my tasks, I'm gonna clean the house. Okay, five minutes cleaning the house. Done, okay, I didn't finish it, but I did something, I got started. And that's always so important. Uh, like in my teacher training, like I've mentioned on the yoga podcast, uh, they talk about, you know, you wanna start a meditation habit, you don't start with uh, 60 minutes every morning and night, you know, and try to do 100 days in a row. You start with one minute in the morning, ideally. It's usually the best time early in the morning before you kind of get up in the rhythm of the day. Uh, you just start with one minute of breathing. And then next day, maybe you want to add a minute. But you stay with that sort of feeling of like, oh, I like this habit. I want to add on to it. So if you find yourself overwhelmed with all the pits of energy and possibility and, and just change of energy that you've noticed do small chunks and i saw this awesome meme that was like if you're feeling overwhelmed break down your larger tasks into smaller more avoidable tasks that you can procrastinate on now so you could do that as well but break it breaking things down into small tasks is very helpful and then just like five minutes okay five minutes i'm going to do my yoga practice five minutes i'll meditate five minutes i'll send this email and, uh, you know, once you get that energy going, it's like, all right, I want to, I want to keep going. I'll do 10 minutes on this project. And before you know it, you kind of slipped into directing that energy more intentionally. And now you're doing 30 minutes to fully complete the task that you set out to do. So that's the big crux of this week. And then next week, Venus will move out of Gemini into Cancer. So Venus has been with Rahu in Gemini. So Venus, the planet of love, beauty, appreciation, relationships, with Rahu, the obsessive, tamasic planet, insatiable. So there could be a lot of uh, difficulties in relationships with Gemini, the twins. So there could be some sort of conflict there in interpersonal relationships, romantic relationships, work relationships. But that's moving. Venus moves to Cancer. So it softens that up quite a bit next week. So we've got that coming up. And of course, all the same stuff been going on. Saturn retrograde and Capricorn still for a while. Jupiter retrograde and Sag still for a while. Of our as a society, as a global population, our structures completely transforming and changing, uh, especially specifically because of the Pluto with Capricorn relationship, not just Saturn and Capricorn. But that also is an indicator of recessions, which again we're seeing aspecting the fourth house, which is a sign of uh, issues with the home people losing their homes, restrictions, limitations, all these obstacles with the home, unfortunately, heavy stuff. And uh, the other thing we can look at is uh, Rahu and K2 are about to move. So that's going to be quite a significant shift next month. And we'll talk about that in the monthly horoscope next month. And right now, what's happening that started last week, this shift of energy that you felt, it's going to start to move forward a little bit more. And then 
Mars goes retrograde in Aries. This is a very common occurrence, so it's not a huge deal for Mars to go retrograde. But whatever started last week, this shift of direction that you're feeling, it's going to go back. We're going to go backwards through things, work through issues. Uh, Mars goes back to Pisces. The actions you've taken, the directions you've had, uh, what sort of uh, you've done with your Pitta warrior activation energy. We're going to review that for the next several weeks ahead and then all the way until January 2021 is when Mars gets back to where it is now. So it's a long process. So there's some sort of lesson you're starting to learn here that started last week about your Pitta energy, about actions, about your drive, your ambition, maybe your conflict resolution, uh, your ambition, all these sort of Mars qualities, the warrior energy. It's going back, going to review some things. What have you learned? Who have you become? Uh, time to go back and maybe clear up some mistakes and misdeeds, misactions, and then move forward. And by January, now we really move forward with this direction that you've uh, started to move into this past week. So if you found this helpful, I'd love to hear your comments and feedback. I'm always grateful to hear from you. And check out that challenge. If you want somewhere to direct your energy, I teach yoga and Vedic astrology because they were sister sciences. I think they are very much interrelated and very much benefit from each other. So uh, all this living your dharma and working through karma and knowing your planetary periods and how this affects you, it manifests really well and the more positive expressions, I think, and from what I've seen and experienced. When we have some sort of spiritual practice and some way of sort of transmuting all of the possible negative expressions, working with the inevitable negative expressions, and choosing to direct our mind because that's always what yoga is about and that's always what we can choose to focus on because we can't change the external factors. We can influence them, we can work on creating social change, but we always start with where do you want to put your attention? Do you want it to be reactive and combative or do you want it to be intentional and choosing to create the world that you want to create? And we get to do that. Yoga is one of the best ways. So check out the free challenge, quietmind.yoga slash challenge. If you don't know your birth chart, check out the free chart calculator, quietmindastrology.com. We can also schedule a reading with me. And I'll let you know right now, I'm going to not be having many readings in October and November, probably not any. So uh, this would be kind of the last call. I'll be taking down the options in probably late September as well, because I'll be focused entirely on my teacher training group, which is a $200 program. So I'm going to need a lot of extra attention there. So if you're thinking about doing a reading now, schedule one before September, mid-September, or just wait till later after December. All right. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great rest of your week and look forward to sharing more with you soon on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.